0: they're
1: just classic office ceilings like fluorescent lights it's just a classic office and it's great and i'm happy to be there but it's just so funny that i have to explain it on most calls because people are like i'm confused by your surroundings <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: they probably think you like actually work full time at Allstate insurance <laughs> but you somehow manage to also maintain your high-powered tech career too You are listening to Pop Apologists, and today we dig into our reincarnation as Lake Forest, California career women. Chandler recounts what is to have chores once more, even as a fully fledged rent paying adult. The new show on Netflix called Lennox Hill that is already threatening my nascent engagement, and whether Kim Kardashian could truly survive, forsaking the glamour and chopped salads of Calabasas for the big blue skies of Wyoming. Buckle in, baby. Well, 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 here we are. Here we are. Excited to be here. So happy to be here. It's amazing when we don't have to edit our own episodes, how just more energized we are to actually record. Definitely. I mean, before this, it was like, We'd finish editing on like you know Tuesday night, sometimes Wednesday or Thursday night, and then it would be Saturday, and we'd be like, "Okay, what time do you want to record tomorrow?" And then I would be like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it. I mean, I think that this podcast is really just something that uh, any future employers I hope never listen to because we sound our work ethics are not great." I Listen, I don't want to have to go back in here and delete stuff. So let's just move on from that. Well, we don't have to delete it. I mean, we both have great work ethics. The problem is that we don't want to edit for 10 hours during our week. Nobody wants to do that. It has nothing to do with our work ethic. And that's true. In addition to a full-time job... Mm-hmm. It is a lot. I just want to be fun, record a fun episode, and then not have to be a sound Definitely. engineer. Definitely. I mean, I think also we are novice editors and engineer sound engineers. So having Katie who knows true. what she's doing, it doesn't take her quite as long at all, and it's just second nature to her. So for us, it was a trudging through, you know, software to try and figure out how to do this best. And, <laughs> and honestly, listeners, thank you for sticking with us up until this point because the sound quality has a has vacillated. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely think that we need to get figure out our microphone situation. I'm not sure if people feel that it's high quality enough. Yeah, I certainly think I sound really faint in all the episodes. My voice does not sound very doesn't is not as audible as yours. Really, I've never yeah, noticed for that. For sure, that's interesting. I totally don't. I totally have never noticed that. Well, right now I can hear myself echoing again. I can't hear it. It's funny, we just actually manifested an audio problem <laughs> into this episode by talking about our audio problems. So that was fun. We're, we're not audio engineers. Yeah, no sh- <laughs> uh, Anyway. Okay, so we're figuring out our setup. Yeah. We also want to explore maybe, you know, doing some video component of our pod. So stay tuned. Big things are happening on the technological front of Pop Apologists. In the meantime, I just got a text from my dear friend, Alex, saying that he has been exposed to COVID. That is nuts. Yeah. He's exposed or he has COVID? He was exposed. He Okay. So he lives in Texas, Dallas, to be exact. And he went to dinner, I guess, with uh, some colleagues and somebody who was at the dinner just tested positive. So... Shout out Alex, who probably has COVID now. Sucks. Is he experiencing any symptoms? No, he's not experiencing any symptoms. And actually, to be honest with everyone, I do think he already had it. A month or three months ago, he, he got fever, chills, everything. and But then was fine after two to three days. So, But he never got tested for it. Yeah, I mean, I have two friends who who had it and they gave it to six other people because they all they went on a road trip right after they got it. Yeah. And so and this was early days, early March, so they didn't even know not to, you know, go on a road trip or whatever, but for all of them, they were all late 20s and or early 30s and for all of them it was not a big deal. And not really? to say, I'm not trying to say anything about it. It is very serious. It is a big deal, but I do think it's interesting that you know, of eight people, none of them had any sort of severity of symptoms. Yeah. She actually s- sent me a spreadsheet with their symptoms by day. They, oh, that's fascinating. I kind of want to see that, but yeah, I also want to do. One of the craziest things is just the variability of what it looks like in different people. It's true and anecdotal, but it does kill very young people too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so nuts. It's just it's just a crazy time, and there's I feel it's just a huge roll of the dice. I think. The real issue or a big issue is if you're dating someone or you're married to someone and they are not taking it seriously and you are taking it seriously, like you, like you're as good as your weakest link and how frustrating would it be to feel like you want to take it super seriously, but your boyfriend or husband doesn't care about it. And I thought so many people are in that situation. So many people are in that situation also with just roommates, you know, all of all the people living in your pod have to be on the same page. Okay. I'm sorry, but I have to tell you about this article that came out. Did you see the article about masks and manliness? I saw it. Okay, I didn't see that article, but I saw a tweet about how male fragility is being impacted by having to wear a mask. Oh my gosh. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can pull it. I think it's one of the funniest articles I've ever read. Is it all about how guys hate wearing masks? Okay, so the article is called, Making men feel manly in masks is, unfortunately, a public health challenge of our time. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. This article is so good. I mean, it is delicious writing. It's so funny, but it's true because Kagan does not like wearing a mask and, you know, he's not around, so I can just speak freely. I know it's because there's a part of him that feels he's a free person and he's not going to be told what to do. Oh my gosh. This is the craziest thing. This is what it is. Men have really never been told how to dress or behave, really. Mm -hmm. Like, women are constantly told, don't wear this do wear this. There are so many, there are so many prescriptive things that you have to adhere to as a woman. Whereas as a man, it's just like, yeah, you wear fudging flip-flops to church, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm a man. I do what I want. Wow. Women are generally just more agreeable than men. Yes. They're more agreeable people mm-hmm. and they're way more likely to um, respect authority. Yep. Yep unless you're the Karen in the Trader Joe's in North Hollywood. I don't know if you saw that video of the woman literally screaming when she was asked to wear a mask. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a few exceptions, but generally 100% I agree. Okay. So this article, let me read you a little bit. It says, it's weird. The things that will break you sometimes. The world is a giant toilet right now, but you're still paddling as best you can. And then something random and minuscule causes you to throw up your hands and say, I give up, flush us all. For me this week, that thing was Dick Cheney launching the hashtag real men wear masks. <laughs> and then she talks about how this came on, on the heels of Florida, having huge spikes in cases or whatever. And then she says, the writer says, have we gathered here today to mock Dick Cheney, the accidentally shot a friend in the face, former vice president of the United States? We have not. Cheney showed up this week demonstrating that he respected public health. He understood that masks are both the best way to protect others from your germs and also one of the few reliable means of slowing the spread of the virus. He was humble enough to do what doctors and epidemiologists recommend. Thank you, Dick Cheney. Anyway, it's just so funny. That's okay. So then what she says is she says the maddening aspect of hashtag real men wear masks isn't the message, but what's behind it. We've reached the point of this polarized pandemic where our current plan of salvation is convincing certain recalcitrant men that wearing masks is the testosterone thing to do. (laughs) testosterone for the record, is one of my favorite words of all time. It's a great word. Great word. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, I was wondering when when this podcast was going to come clean about being pro-Dick Cheney, and I didn't think it was going to happen on episode 11, but here we are. I mean, it's sad because my vision of a man is very, very much libertarian, you know? Yeah. Pulls himself up by his own bootstraps, you know, hunts for his family, whatever. I definitely succumb to all of those tropes. So unfortunately, I am particularly weak for these kind of men, (laughs) but they are also the worst part of our society. Something else she says, she says, do you have an unmasked man in your life? You could, the article suggests, make sure he has some tough-looking mask, perhaps with camouflage or shark teeth. Or you could pull him in with a little benevolent, benevolent sexism, i.e. encouraging him to think of mask wearing as paternalistic and chivalrous, a way for the mask wearer to think, I'm being a hero. That's actually brilliant. Wow. You can be a Gaston if you wear a mask. You might as well be enlisting mm-hmm. to fight a war, mm-hmm. to put your life on the line. Yep. Yep. Wow. She says, so it's so funny. It goes first and then in parentheses, screaming out a window for 12 whole seconds. It's slightly worrisome that in order for us to survive as a species, spouses and daughters or sons must scour Etsy for venom-themed masks so that their 52-year-old packaging engineer husbands and fathers can feel gender secure when they pop out to Safeway for some milk. <laughs> anyway, I won't go on, but it's a hilarious, hilarious article that well, I highly yeah, recommend. Yeah, we're going to put that in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. It's, and it's so true. It's so true. Guys, just I feel this, is, we're once again, also stereotyping, making a generalization. Most of the men in my life wear masks and are respectful of what's happening in the world right now. But a lot of men do not because they do not like being told what to do. It's for a girl putting on a mask or a woman putting on a mask. We Most women don't have the thought uh, other women are going to look at me and think I'm a pussy. Mm-hmm. But men do. They think if I put this on, other Republican men yep. or conservative men, they're going to look at me and think I'm weak. Yep. I'm just some sort of sheep. Totally. Yeah. I'm kowtowing. It's so funny. That uh, is also so terrifying and makes me sick. We are a pro-mask podcast, in case you were also wondering. I'm wearing a mask right now. No, I'm not. But I'm also home alone. I've got so. white strips on and a mask. So there's that. <laughs> oh, you do not. <laughs> okay. Should we get into this week? Yeah, we've, we've talked too much about COVID. Let's get into the week. What have you been up to, Jan? What have I been up to? I'm still at home. Uh, Mom and I got into a fight almost every single day this week. Shout out, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> We've been not a fight, more a squabble. We get into these squabbles where she'll ask me to do a chore, and I, as an adult who pays all her own bills with the exception of the house, the rent on the house that I'm living in currently, I don't feel like I have to do those chores. I just don't. I'm just used to cleaning up after myself and not being enough. But now I actually have to do family chores once again. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Honestly, I had to work harder as a child than I've ever had to work as a, an adult paying oh, yeah. for her own we, life. We've talked about this. For for whatever reason, the chores that happen at our house are straight up. I don't know what it. is. They're like, I feel like I'm at a shirtwaist factory. That's what we <laughs> say. <laughs> okay, as kids... Every summer, our mom would be, you have to work for me for an hour every day before you're free. And an hour, as a child, you wake up around 9, 30, 10, you eat breakfast, whatever. An hour, I don't know, by the time you had given mom or you had finally gotten up the, the wherewithal to do your chore for mom. The day was half over and there was no point. I think one of the reasons why I'm relatively feeling like my skin is good at 29 is because I never went to the beach as a teenager and not because I didn't want to, although there maybe was a little bit of that. It was more because the barrier to leaving the house was so high, so high. It involved meeting all these requirements mm-hmm. that I was just, I honestly would rather stay home. I'm going to spend my summer in isolation That because <sighs> I just rather do that than, than clean my room. Uh, so. Clean my zone of the house mm-hmm. and work for mom <sighs> for an hour. Lauren, I forgot about zones. I just, I Is just. a trigger word? Zones just literally triggered me. So, oh my gosh. Ugh. Nothing's no. better than your parents. They force you to get up at 530 in the morning so that you can be at seminary by 610. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Church for an hour every morning before high school. Then you go to high school. Then you come home. Then you have you know, homework to do. And then, you know, you're if that's not exhausting enough, then you have an area of the house you have to clean every day I before you milk. can go to bed. Plus plus young women's on Tuesday nights, plus family night on Monday nights, plus scripture study. Being a kid was a lot of work. Yeah. It's like an eighty hour work week it for was, us. Oh, easily. Okay, what do you think the best zone was? Because I have an opinion on this. I'm curious about what you think the best oh, zone was. Oh, it was the living room by far. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The L. Like it's like the living room and then the like floor to the to the front door that, so we would have to like remember raking the carpet. <laughs> you have to vacuum rake the carpet. Then... Let's explain raking the carpet because I don't think people under why would understand why you need to take an outdoor rake to an indoor rug. <laughs> we had this rug type situation that was had very I don't even know what you call it, longer textures and longer fabric and the carpet itself you know if you would move it if you would step on it if you would walk anywhere on it it would look matted so in order for it to not look matted you would need to rake it and this would happen multiple times a day i remember jumping from the floor to the couch so that i wouldn't have to rake the carpet (laughs) To bring it back a little bit, zones were in our family. Every night before we could go to bed, the area of our house that we were, you know, that was our zone was clean. And that area could be the kitchen. It could be the L shape. What else? Oh, what gosh. else was there? I mean, I feel like there was- oh, a- At some point, their mom and dad's room was a zone. We had to clean mom and dad's room. A basket of towels. Yeah, someone had to on laundry duty. There was some sort of BS combo that was the formal front room and the formal dining room. below. Neither of those places were ever touched, so that was just you just had to walk in there and look. You were busy for thirty seconds, Gosh, and you'd be good. It was really easy street when you had the living room to do, or or the formal front room and the mm-hmm. formal dining room. Mm-hmm. But if you were the sad sap who had the kitchen, the kitchen. to do, no. oh. <gasps> okay, because it's not just a classic. This is I don't know if this is boring to anyone, but. This is catharsis for Lauren and I. It really is. <laughs> this is therapy. But the kitchen is especially maddening because it's not just load the dishwasher and give the oh counter the wipe. It was, it was unload the dishwasher or- It's, it's a deep clean. Deep, it's it's a, a deep clean. Every single night it was a deep clean. It was a scrub out the sinks, scrub the stove, do the appliances with a special solution and rag. <laughs> Steam mop <off> the floors. Steam mop the floors. Okay. <gasps> Sweep and steam mop. My friends currently now know about how much I revere, not revere, how much I re- am repulsed by the idea of steam mopping. This is my least favorite chore. I will pay anyone through the nose to do it with for me. The words, did you steam mop, <gasps> send shivers Shiver. down my spine. <laughs> Mom, every time we, oh yeah, did you? are you done with your zone? Do you do the kitchen? Yeah, I'm done. Did you steam mop? Your whole body starts shaking. Across my room. <laughs> <laughs> So I think the issue with steam mopping is that you the floors only really need to be mopped once a week, you know, maybe twice if you're cooking a lot or if you have a lot of foot traffic. But I think steam mopping is so annoying because you have to go retrieve this special you know, <laughs> device and then you have to plug it in, wait for the steam to heat up. You have to get a special rag, Swiffer rag to put on the Just end of it. after you've already swept the floor. Oh, you've already you know, scrubbed out the sinks to with barkeeper's friend. Anyways, I, I got to stop. But... Let's just say living at home has been a journey again. Yeah, I just feel being an adult, strangely, even if I'm working a 70-hour work week, it's still less stressful than doing a zone every night. Well, I think on top of homework, on top of everything else you had to accomplish as, a, a, as an adolescent, mm-hmm. like doing serious hard chores on the weekdays was just so over the top. It, yeah, and, and and then in the summers it's work for me for an hour every day. Mm-hmm. There was just a, there were so many hoops to jump through to leave the house. So we just didn't. We just didn't. I do <laughs> remember one time I got to go to a friend's house and as we were driving out of the school parking lot, she was like, "I can't believe you actually get to come over." She was so excited about it. It was great. Anyways, so all, all that is to say that I have been adjusting to being an adolescent at, at home again, and I'm looking forward to when I move, which is pretty soon here. Do you remember, Chandler, just kind of speaking to this? Do you remember when you were on a Zoom meeting and mom was calling to you Did that she wanted you to do chores? Okay, yes. Yeah, so if you haven't heard this story, if I haven't told it already, I'll retell it quickly. I was on a work call Presenting work to my creative director when mom yells from the depths of her room, so it's a loud yell, uh, down to me downstairs to do some sort of chore. And I'm, Mom, I can't do chores right now. I'm on a work call. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. What did your do boss do? <laughs> my boss, they actually kind of loved it. It was really funny, and people were not mad. But then the best part is, mom continued to yell down to me that she didn't care that I was on a work call. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's been a journey. And that's why I've been going into dad's office, which Lauren has started to join me there. Uh, We are both high powered lake forest professionals. Cats out of the bag. I'm not going to get into it in detail. But I am because I think it'd just be boring for people. But I am starting a business with my dad. And so because of that, we I'm going into the office now every day. And Chandler, I just never, I never thought I would be every day going to a early 2000s office building in Lake Forest, California. Um, Sis, I didn't ever dream of it either. Someone at work referred to my, actually it was my partner at work, he referred to the room that I'm working in as my styrofoam box. (laughs) I mean, it's really just because it has classic office ceilings. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's in their cute plant filled houses and they've got their gallery walls and it's so cute. And then the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in this freaking corporate a like, it's so the- corporate. The ceilings have popcorn, not popcorn ceilings, but they have those they're just classic office ceilings. Like, yeah. Um, fluorescent lights. It's not, it's just a classic office and it's great and I'm happy to be there, but it's just so funny. I have to explain it on most calls because people are like, I'm confused by your surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> They probably think you like actually work full time at like Allstate Insurance, <laughs> but you somehow manage to also maintain your high-powered tech career too. I'm like, yeah, Century Twenty One is totally good. I'm working at Facebook at the same time, it's not a conflict of interest. No problems there. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, what's ironic about it is even though it is very much a very corporate environment and not, it's not hot. And, I, I will say I do appreciate a hot office. So if this business works out, that will be one of my first initiatives Mm -hmm. is moving us into a hot office, but I'm going to wait for the business to pan out before I, you know. Sign up for a flashy lease yeah, or whatever. For you hire an interior decorator <laughs> before the, Yeah, exactly. But the irony is that I used to work for Stance, which had a very, very hip and trendy office. And you know, it was in it was it was a warehouse kind of industrial space, but it was cool. It was like, featured in you know online blogs and stuff. It's definitely a cool space to work. It had like yeah. a chef and a cafe and a gym and a trainer and all this like all these perks and all like it was. It was amazing actually looking back but like I'm actually so happy going into dad's office and seeing we have this amazing family friend that we have known forever Deb and love seeing Deb. her every day we love her so much that there's actually another Debbie who works there mm-hmm. who is also a family friend She's to babysit us yeah and I love seeing her and it's just funny because you you think oh it's so important to me that I work somewhere that's super trendy looking. Yeah. But ultimately, I feel I feel just as happy, if not happier, going into dad's office. Definitely. I think for me, going into dad's office or going into an office has just been so critical. I think that having a true separation in your brain of like, this is a space where I fully work and this is a space where I fully relax is for me at least it's really important and it's really important I, yeah. and having a reason to get dressed in the morning. Oh my gosh. There was a time where I was just not getting dressed and just doing what I barely needed to do to get by and it just was not it was not good for my mental health. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. And so thank goodness, you know, your Lake Forest corporate career could really take off to I know. provide the provide the environment you need. <laughs> it's so funny because the, the view, getaway, the corporate getaway yeah. that you need. The vantage point from my computer. In the background you can see this weird hotel. It just is so off-putting, I'm sure to anyone on these calls with me and I've explained it to the majority of my team but like I'm getting on calls with people all the time and like I've just actually started to take like fresh calls or people calls with people who are strangers just outside because it's just easier (laughs) so funny yeah it really does look you have another full-time job because where else could you be why are you I'm actually an insurance broker on the side (laughs) (laughs) I work for farmers <laughs> that one <laughs> County chapter. It's amazing. It's just funny cuz it just is our dad is not a taste guy. Yeah, he doesn't care. It's very utility to him. He doesn't care. He wears neon workout clothes that he buys from Costco. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have bright orange I have, head to toe ugh, to orange so theory loud. or bright green neon Blathing, green to orange obviously. theory. He's just he's as straight as a guy can get and I I love that in a father. So <laughs> It's so funny because the other day I was in his office and he has this weird hockey figurine. Um, oh my god. It's like cobbled out of stone. It's very odd and I was like, "Dad, I was like, did you make this? I'm like, what? What is it? Do you like hockey? Our dad never has has never watched hockey or even mentioned hockey. And he was just like, Oh, yeah, like a client gave it to me years ago. He's just like, has this hockey figurine. <laughs> and I've just I, and it's been here for the past 20 years yeah, it just does not care. It's great. It's, it's so funny. Yeah, he's the best. Wait, I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Okay. In your mind. What do you think of when you think of Lake forest? My mind's eye when I think about like I think of just about the exit by in and out like I just like what that. words what word association N- I do nothing no lake comes to mind or no forest no forest the exact opposite of the combination between lake and forest did you know there's a lake actual lake is there yes yes one time I was driving by it with dad actually and he was like yeah that's why they call it Lake Forest but is it beautiful yeah it's so random it is actually totally beautiful. Should we go? We should go. Let's go have oh, a yeah, week. I would love that. Oh my God. That's hilarious because I, I was just thinking so randomly, I didn't even put together that it was named Lake Forest, meaning a conjunction of a lake and a forest. <laughs> lake Forest, in my mind, was just utter concrete jungle, suburbia. Yeah, it's just nebulous Orange County. I realized getting off the freeway two weeks ago, was oh, lake and forest. Wow. <laughs> this place could not be anything further from those two things. It really is. a. It's not even a concrete jungle. It's just a corporate business park jungle yeah exactly so good oh okay well let's move on that's been pretty boring yeah, i'm sure sorry, for everyone sorry, folks feel free to look at pictures of lake forest on your own time <laughs> yes mm-hmm. in case you want to get away with the family there's a hotel right, right <laughs> behind where chandler literally works two two hotels that sandwich our office building it's great mm-hmm. it's great Moving right along. Have you watched any good shows recently? No, I've kind of been so ensconced in (laughs) whatever I'm going with, you know, my current life situation. Ensconced? I've never heard that word before. And B, that literally makes me feel you're this really gaudy sconce. That just like, <laughs> hangs on the wall of a Downton Abbey or something let me look up what in- ensconced means according to the dictionary Maybe let's like see a lady mary could ever be ensconced it's establish or settle in a comfortable safe or secret place hmm. so I guess that's not really what's happening <laughs> um it's <laughs> okay okay wait, it says Agnes ensconced herself in her bedroom of course whatever Agnes did oh my god I <laughs> it's definitely not heather it's an agnes no, like that's no ensconced. Rachel is ensconced no no rachel wow um yeah i've i've honestly just been thinking i can't even think about anything else but the wedding mm-hmm. so it was so funny before you know this all went down i was thinking oh it would be so great because then i won't think about like we'll get engaged and then i wouldn't even think about the wedding for like six months i'll just marinate engagement nope already i'm just like planning 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 that's all i think about and so no i've not been watching shows because i'm too busy wanting to look up venues and like plan okay two things i'm already Brazilla. how many themes have we been on today how many themes have we gone through today a solid three okay. a solid three and it's it's four twenty. yeah and i had to start preparing to, to record this podcast at one so i would say in the throughout the morning i had gone through three <laughs> solid themes all of which i ran by you I ran by yeah. you. Uh, happy to happy to do it too. I want to ask, pose a question to the listeners: Is it normal for an engaged person to ask other people to try on their ring so that they can see what their ring looks like uh, on other people? <laughs> it reminds me. So favorite thing to do I want people to wear it when I'm hanging out with them so I can look at it she's constantly saying can you put on my ring so I can look at it and then she's like, can you move it by your face can you just you know lightly caress your hair it reminds this is so cringy I cannot believe you're doing this to me right now sorry it, you know what it reminds me of uh Kanye's tweet that was my greatest sorrow is that I'll never be able to see myself perform live <laughs> And it's kind of like your greatest sorrow is that you'll never be able to truly see how beautiful your ring is in the eyes of other people. <laughs> this is so terrible i don't even want to i am leaving this in the podcast i'm not requesting that it's edited out because that's the kind of benevolent person i am but it really makes me look pretty embarrassing no, Lauren, it's wonderful you should be basking in it and the ring is 10 out of 10 i don't think i've ever seen a prettier engagement ring you just want to see how it appears yeah. to people when you're around what's them. what's interesting is that i feel when you show people a picture of your ring and then you show it on a hand. The hand gives it so much of a context and I think you can see the brilliance of it way more so on a that's hand. A, I think that's kind of what it is. It's a very simple ring. Uh-huh. And a lot of oh, this is so people are, are you kidding me? We're back to All the right, we'll ring. We, we had to sit through an entire episode really quick. I think that it's so simple that be, because it's so simple you know, it really has. T- I really just, you know, you want to see it within the context of a hand. And I think it's wonderful. I think it's the ring is very dazzling when it's in situ, as we say in the biz, in situation when it's in a situation. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally, I love it. Thank I you. Like you deserve all the basking. So, I mean, are you are you going to get virtually the same ring? Because I actually think that'd be kind of special. The same engagement ring, like, and it was our engagement ring mean, each other. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Not the exact, but I think if you did the same style, but you did, yeah, I'd be fine with me. I mean, by the time you get married, I'll, what, it'll be our 20-year anniversary, and I'll have already Probably. upgraded, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, Burn. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, yeah, honestly, we'll see when I get married. We'll see when, when that happens. But I I don't know. Perhaps. I, I really ring, that's why I spotted it first. Gosh, I remember yeah, back to I that. I think, you know, I just truly don't know. I don't know. I'm not even in a headspace where I'm thinking about engagement rings. I'm, I'm thinking about big tech, and I'm thinking about problem solving oh, for the gosh. world and creative solutions. Uh, to tackle <sighs> <community>. Okay, this <laughs> is not a job manager. You already have, You already have a job. I don't know what you have to prove anymore. It's so annoying. Okay, Let's so move anyways, on. So I was asking you about shows because, really, I just want to talk about the show that you recommended to me a couple months ago called Lennox Hill. We have talked about on the pod before. But I don't think we really talked about Dr. Langer, which is really it's what the show's about. I mean, I think I wrote in our outline, I just said Lennox Hill, dot, dot, dot. And then in all caps, Dr. Langer. You said Lennox Hill, comma, but really Dr. Langer. <laughs> Set us up. Chandler. I don't, okay. I don't even know what to say because I was forced to watch this with Kagan beside me, but it really was, that was tr- truly one of the most awkward experiences in <laughs> my life because it's of course, Kagan, I'm seeing <laughs> the perfect man. He is in front of me. Of course I'm attracted right now. Of course. Of course. But I had to be like, what are you talking about? Because Kagan looked at me after like 10 minutes of the show and he's like, Oh, you want that guy, <laughs> don't you? I was like, I don't even think he's attracted. I, mean, I haven't even thought about it. What are you talking, talking about? about? But it's actually in reality. I had to act I so leave. shocked. He was like, You've already been on his Instagram, huh? And I was like, uh, yeah, I was uh, uh, yesterday. <laughs> he I did notice he deleted a post that I found to be really special. But what he deleted it? Say, people don't understand who Dr. Langer is.
0: We're, we're, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry. Dr. Okay, Langer. Oh
1: gosh, we've got to zoom out. Lennox Hill is a show about a hospital in New York, and it was very much the common man's hospital, not a yeah. premier hospital. Yeah, is that yeah. right? But then they they started this neurosurgery unit in it, and it's about this unit basically, or no, it's about the whole and, hospital. Yeah, it's about it's about neurosurgery. Ob. It follows basically the course of. I think four or five doctors and like their specific departments. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's just very heartwarming. We've already talked about this on the pod, but just saying again, it's very heartwarming. You see real humanity right before your eyes and it's very beautiful and puts a lot of things in perspective. Makes you feel like you're doing nothing with your life, honestly. But it also, is pretty stimulating okay so dr langer is probably i want to you know what i'm an engaged woman i can't do this description okay, dr you do langer it. i am free and beholden to no one and nothing <laughs> uh, dr langer is it doesn't matter how old he is all that you need to know is that he has a gorgeous grin and he's tall and he is warm and inviting and he's basically the smartest man that's ever lived or walked to the earth Dr. Langer is, is definitely probably mid-50s, but he's all also- <laughs> But Chandler, let's be honest here. You wouldn't actually date Dr. Langer. I wouldn't actually date Dr. Langer, but there's something really The point about sweet him about is his he's present and I want to be, I'm drawn to him in a way. What you think when you look at it is you think if if a God exists and he decides to give me the best thing in the world, that will be my husband in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. That's totally He like is. is the perfect man. Mm-hmm. You're literally, Kate and I went to the beach and I had, I probably was a tiny bit buzzed. And I was like, yeah, I just hope you know, you know, that like, you know, like uh, the doctors on like <laughs> Hill are really amazing people. <laughs> you like start to cry it's like those are just great men and they're really doing such great things for their community and those are the type of people we need to try to be i was waxing poetic about how great these doctors are anyway digressing but yes dr langer he really is he's 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 tall and dark but he, and he's not hot no it's not a hotness thing truly it's it's, it's, a, goodness really, it's a goodness thing A goodness thing You can tell that to his core he is a, uh, is a person of conviction and he's smart and he is constantly trying to do the absolute best thing for his patients and the hardest thing. At the same He time. is the most soulful mm-hmm. doctor with just the deepest heart. Yeah. And the mo- he's just the most loving person. There's this one scene where wow. he has done surgery for this young woman for free because yeah. she couldn't oh, afford it. Exactly and he goes into about. the follow-up. You know exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. He goes to the follow-up. And at the end, he kisses her on the forehead. And it's if there's, if there's Joe Biden on one end of the spectrum where a kiss is a creepy move. Yeah. And then there's Jesus Christ on the other end of the spectrum. Um, where a kiss is, you know, resplendent and pure as driven snow. Mm -hmm. Dr. Langer is even further on the purity spectrum. Like he's even beyond it. It is just so sweet and wonderful. And yeah, he's just a wonderful guy. And you see him with his family. And you can just tell that he has a really hard job. Not only does he have to be a neurosurgeon, but he also has to be chief of is he chief of neurosurgery or chief of the hospital, perhaps? He has to deal with all of the the very political, the not the not surgery side of running a hospital. And it's it's amazing. You just see how much good he tries to do and just the relationship he has with his patients and the way that he actually gets, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm doing a good job of describing it. You just have to see it in real life. And you just have to see it on his Instagram because he had this post about his stepkids... <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe he deleted it. I know, it's it's very random. But basically, I don't know, he just, it was a picture of his stepkids, and he was like, never mind all the uh, step stuff, I love you guys, or something like that, which I just thought was very sweet and tender and revealed, you know, the merits of his heart. It's, it's, he's so darling. We follow... Him on Instagram, mm-hmm. Pop Apologist does. So, anyway, yeah, he's darling. The show is amazing. And I just, I, I mean, what else is there to say? I, I already feel I am getting, I, is this murky territory? I can't, I don't feel like talking about Dr. Langer is fully appropriate at this point in my that's life. Fair, that's fair. So, we'll leave it at that. But please watch and feel inspired by his goodness. And hopefully, in seven to 10 years from now, I can marry a younger version of Dr. Langer. Yeah. I, I, K, I told Kagan that's the bar. Yeah. So, we'll see. Okay, well, moving along from that to another man in the world, Kanye West recently announced that he's doing a partnership with Gap. Can you believe it? Girls, can you believe it? Uh, I actually had no idea about this, really. Yeah, he he announced it yesterday, that he's signed some sort of collaboration deal, and I'm sure he's going to be coming out with a line. But I'm excited. I'm I'm sure some of it will be, I'm sure I'll buy a nude tank top or something. I actually think that... At first, you would think, Gap, like Kanye is very high fashion. This is not on brand whatsoever. But really consider who Kim was and what her fashion style was before he came into her life. He really is, I would say, a... I don't even know. He's what's the right word? So we need something like religious. He really can rebaptize someone and have them be reborn as a highly fashionable person. And I bet he can do the same thing to a brand. Oh, definitely. I think that. Well, what's funny is he raps about how he used to work at Gap and some of his earlier. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. And one one other thing that I thought was like in the Venn diagram of Gap and Kanye, uh, Kanye's clothes always strike me as sort of basics. I would never. I. I, or at least some of the earlier Yeezy seasons felt very basic to me. And not in a bad way, but just in a casual wear. like the colors were muted and they weren't super flashy. And so, and I think Gap is also more of a basics type of line. So I'm sure they're going to make some magic together. I mean, I'm sure he would cringe during that description of his fashion yes, as but, basics, well, it's but just, it's, it's totally true. true. Yeah, it's, it's totally true. true. Sorry, Kanye. Sorry, Kanye. I know you always get mad after every episode when I call you out, but... I have to say, my truth hurts. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Kim and Kanye, did you see the Vogue Arabia interview? I. I swiped by it. I didn't click on it. Did you click? I did click. I have some excerpts I'd love to read you. if you wouldn't mind. Okay, so in the interview, Kanye is interviewing Kim. Mm -hmm. And at one point she says, my mind is so focused right now on law school. There's a misconception that I don't actually have to study and that I bought my way into getting a law degree. That's absolutely not true. I have to put in just as much work as everybody else, the same number of hours that are required by law, and I have to write essays, take tests, and actually pass them. There are no shortcuts this is no easy way out definitely yeah I totally agree with I totally believe that but what I think is wild Chandler is just reading that I am just exhausted reading it I cannot fathom how she actually does it I couldn't even handle editing this podcast you know what I, I totally I couldn't agree more that it does sound exhausting but I do also think she probably has a very guided tutor process where it's like okay Kim this, this two-hour portion of your day, you're going to sit with this tutor who's already prepared all of the things you have to do. All you have to do is show up and use your brain. No, that's not true. But showing up and using your brain when you have four kids and you have Many. all these businesses, I still think like you have to be emotionally available to all these those people. You have businesses to run. There's just no way. I'm sure it's still totally exhaustive, but I think that a lot of the more clerical work And just I don't know I just feel so much of this is like you don't have childcare when dad took the bar dad had three kids and mom just like had mom to take care of them I just I don't I don't okay certainly all the menial labor is out of her life she doesn't have to do anything menial whatsoever but even just having to be the head of a of a business. Not to mention several businesses and a TV personality, a celebrity, and having four kids. I just think that it still would be an an incredible amount of work. Definitely, and then to layer law school into your free time, any free time you have. Like it was interesting the way she said, like if she hadn't known you her entire your your entire life, like you're out of her life right now. Like she's just like she. Did I read that part? No. Oh yeah. Okay. So this, I guess I'll, I'll just continue. She says. This year, I had to give up a lot, my friends and going out. Unless we work together or have babies together that are the same age and I've known you my whole life, it's really hard to stay in touch and keep up. I've had to change my number. I need to stay focused. I'd figure out law school. I have to relaunch my shapewear brand and continue to oversee all aspects of my beauty and fragrance businesses. I've had to cut out all the things that took time away or did not involve God, our family, our businesses, just as reform work or law school. I'm sorry. It's so much. It's crazy. I know. It's so much like, and it's all of those things have full staffs dedicated to it, but it's still, I mean, I hope people won't be offended when they hear that. I hope to never have to work that hard in my entire life. Like if I had as much money as she does, I would just, I would toil away my days with my children in like lush garden environments as they like (laughs) frolicked and pointed at rainbows in the sky. I would not be reading legal theory in Calabasas. I know. It's insane. I I really commend her for it. I think it's amazing and brilliant. So nuts. So then Kanye says, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but how do you see yourself in 10 years? And she says, in my mind, I'm already living in those 10 years. I see us living on a ranch in Wyoming, occasionally going to Palm Springs in our home in Los Angeles and becoming a lawyer. Oh my gosh. I love that. I think that Kim suffers from a certain delusion um, right right here that I used to suffer from. um, Thinking that I would thrive in a very remote rural area. I won't dig into that. If any any of you that know me, you already had to live through that era of delusion. Yep. So we're not gonna we're not gonna, you know, do an expose on it. But shout out Lexington, Virginia. Shout out Lexington, Virginia. That'll make sense to know, <laughs> to very few people, but <laughs> I just think that Kim's not gonna be happy living on a ranch in Wyoming. No. She wants to go to Nobu in Malibu the rest of us. She's not this is just not going to satisfy her she wants to, she wants her friends to really yep. come over. Even if she has an, a crazy gorgeous ranch and staff and all of that, she's going to have to literally fly people in to Where see you her. You can get that big of salads in Montana. No, you, there is literally is no health nut salad in, in all of Montana or Wyoming. It's really dark. <laughs> and from what I've heard, the town that they live in or that their ranches, nobody even really cares or knows. And not that yeah, I just think that Kim is used to people caring and knowing about her life. I think that one of the things that I have realized in my late 20s is how important social gatherings are and just being around other people. And I used to think of myself as a deep introvert, but I've definitely made a metamorphosis, I would say, in my late 20s. And now all I want to do is just have fun and be around, fun, be around people and hang out and I feel Kim unfortunately is going to learn it's she's going to do a reverse thing where she's going to go to Wyoming and just realize how bored she is without her what friends they around today? they're literally in some pleather crazy outfit in Montana and I'm just, but they're all together she's not going to be happy no, just with Kanye no. out there like, like speaking to you thinking you were an introvert I remember you talking about that and you would look at me and think that I was it was so crazy how often I hung out with friends. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I am very much a person who can be really happy just doing my own thing and seeing friends maybe once a month. But really, it was dating Kagan and being kind of put in, forced to be very social because mm-hmm. he's very social. And then realizing just how much more fun life is when you're social yep. all the time. Oh my gosh, all I want to do now is just have fun and hang out with people. That's what I like to do. That's my, my passion. That's cool. my art. One thing I've realized even throughout covid as yeah i'm definitely a, a pretty social person always have been not being able to see your yeah. friends and is actually really hard because seeing friends and being around people who make you feel comfortable and you supported and taken care of even in just small ways and just like getting together for dinner or whatever it it's a big stress reliever it's a great way to blow off steam I mean this is not on being with Krista Tippett But I will say human relationships And just interacting with people you love and cherish That really is what life mm-hmm. is all about There's nothing more There's nothing less yeah, for me I, But I, I just worry about I Kim know. And potentially her move to Move to a ranch in Wyoming But she'll figure it out she, It's her journey Him Kim who like didn't even want to lose staff on Christmas Day Yeah like, I love Kim I'm not going to pretend she's faultless Because that is crazy to me Yeah my prediction is that she will never no. move to Wyoming full time. Never full time. Never. Ever. Never full time. If that's, they just. Or, and if she does, it won't last more than six months. She will fully move yeah. back to Calabasas. Your family and community is is the only place most people, I think, really yeah. thrive in. Agreed. I know it's just a family. Yeah. Okay, sis. Was there anything else you wanted to cover? Did you see Chloe's birthday? Okay. Yeah. I guess we could segue into another Kardashian. Chloe's birthday bounce wasn't a bounce house. It was a blow up slide with her face. I mean, the amount of waste is insane. It's a nice sweet gesture. It's a nice gesture, but it is truly such a wasteful object. Oh my gosh! It's the height. Of the civility. height of narcissism. I I, I love how we act surprised. I know. Uh, I don't know. You just think there would be but more. Even this was even this. This was a new height. Well, you think there'd be more self-awareness. It's just why? Why do you need that? So garish, so ugly. Oh, uh, that's the problem. I'm actually kind of over their their method of celebrating like the thousands and thousands of roses and balloons it's actually just really wasteful to me now yeah I think for them it's an investment because they probably think anything that'll generate PR is going to you know just be really good for us so it's a business move but at this point do they really need it it's just a little gross yeah I can't it's it's please not skinny but not fat who we love posted and was please never do this for me (sighs) (laughs) my face will not look good no, one's face <laughs> on looks good on a blow-up slide. Okay. Anything else, Chan, for the week? No, I think I'm just happy to be back here recording, chatting with you. It's so fun. I love you. I'm so excited about your life. Thank you. I I, I want to know from listeners, hit me up. Is a two-year engagement too long? Yeah. That's what I want to know because I can't get married next summer because it's too soon and with COVID. But then if i get married in a year and a half that's the winter time so i don't really want to get married in winter because that means i have to go s- somewhere in the you know southern hemisphere she's got a lot to weigh and she needs or her help do i just do i bite the bullet do i wait a solo two years and do a summer wedding in europe that's i need people to weigh in what do you think can you please weigh in how far now yeah crowdsourcing opinions here so anyway <laughs> That's it. That's all, folks. Sorry. Sorry to tell me to be using our pop culture podcast to get advice about my personal life. Yeah, it's okay. I'll just send you a bill for it later. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Well, signing off. Love you See you next week. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks.